probably a bad idea to be um drinking a boba mid-show. I feel like that's that's more unprofessional than chewing gum. It's also incredibly have... melted. This used to be like a slushy with cookies and cream, but we're we're down to milk water. Oh, you're you're drinking it as a a oh. This used to a... be a shake. Oh, so it's like no. a a boba shake. I've never seen that before, but that's here we are. See now, I'm uh, what you might refer to as a fat piece of shit. Um, so the idea of just having a milk tea or a regular tea, like like a normal person who enjoys their bubble tea or boba, sounds nice. But why can I do that when I can basically have a milkshake with my boba? That's just extra calories that I clearly need inside of my body. That makes sense. Um, did did we start by the? I'll be honest, I was zoning out. <laughs> uh, I, I was zoning out. I couldn't tell if we started already, so I guess now it's my turn to ask if is, the podcast has started. Is there is there a three two one go or is no? It there's no. no three two one start, oh. Devin. We j- it's a rolling start, and and we just edit the start whenever we feel like it's it's good enough. <laughs> I started the recording before you actually connected to the call cap, so I mean, I the, the, I can go from whenever it's all fair game i should probably i mean if you want to leave in whatever my description was you're more than welcome to do that genuinely i don't i don't care that was that's probably the highlight of it let's be real i mean that's a good way to start off i'll find a part that is interesting or we can just start uncapping the water or we can start at we always start the show asking the guests one very important question right cap Mm mm-hmm Yes, <laughs> because I've seen, I've watched a couple of these, and I have, I don't believe you. There are no important the- questions at all. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. God. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna practice the thing called yes and, where I throw something. <laughs> now, um, I have a very important question that I actually do want to bring up, and I, I'm gonna say we asked it to every guest. Um, it's actually a little bit of a crisis that I'm having. Is it normal? So okay. Are you a nighttime shower person or a morning shower person? Okay, I have a weird answer to that question. It depends on when the last time I washed my sheets was. Because Okay, go on. If if I I'm I don't go to sleep dirty regardless. Okay. But it's like if I just wash my sheets, then I will probably shower once at the nighttime and then I probably shower once in the morning but if it's getting close to washing sheets time i'll probably just wash once in the morning and then that's it so i would say i would say it depends it depends on how close it is to washing the sheets time because two weeks is a long time to determine that i guess that's a very reasonable idea i can't say i've ever thought about that i i presume that means you you sleep naked absolutely 100 percent. yeah yeah well that's good man well well, after the army, it was like literally they, you don't understand. You get up at five in the morning, you PT until seven in the morning, and then you take a shower. And then by the time you come home that night, if you're in the motor pool all day, I was I was in Arizona for three years. So it's like you're in you're in 95 plus degree weather all day. You come home, you shower again because you don't want to wake up and be in a nasty set of sheets. That's just not an option. Just negative. As I say right. a lot. So, Joey, I love that shirt. My, what is going on with that shirt, though? My point well, might be, oh, uh, thank you. 
<laughs> it's 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 a it's a, it's a little too small. I can kind of bust out of it if I want to. Uh, I, yeah, I think bust it's my, down, Tatiana. I th- Weird I think, flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, fat, not 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 really muscle. Um, it's it's uh, I don't even know. I, it was off the rack at a Macy's because or uh, at a Marshalls because my sense of fashion is the stuff that's rejected by everyone else. I think it's like my Nickelodeon shirt. Whenever I need to feel like a strong '90s vibe, it's great at '90s parties, which happen. I've been to exactly one. I wore this shirt. So I have a 100% success rate <laughs> with this outfit. What you can't see, not wearing pants. But that's not relevant right now because most people are listening. And my webcam is not dipping below this angle even an inch because, again, no pants. Um, but so why you. was this question important about yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because, okay, do, do you shower in the morning or the night, Cap? Did, did you I shower both? in the morning. You shower in the morning. Okay. I'm oftentimes a night shower. I like to shower before going to bed. I, I like to get into bed clean. Um, but I also put on deodorant after a night shower and before bed, which I was just told by multiple people is incredibly weird, and I should be shamed, ashamed of that. And I'm wasting deodorant and a bunch of other things. But I'm convinced deodorant. that they're wrong, and I'm right. So I need I more deodorant. I put deodorant on after every time I shower, regardless of whether it's nighttime or daytime. Okay. And I'll, I'll take that plus one point for me. Cap, your opinion is probably useless because you would normally put deodorant on in the morning, but that's fine. I appreciate yeah. you nonetheless. <laughs> well, I think the real question of that, the real question of that is, do you put deodorant on after you shower? Because it doesn't matter when you shower. I mean, the point is putting on deodorant after your shower. So if we just sweat, whether it's under the sheets or under the blankets or whatever, it's but in the morning trapped in there and then. The argument here is that in the morning, you would normally put deodorant on because you're going to go do your day, and that's just a normal human thing that you want to do to be like a part of society that doesn't smell bad. But at night, who do you need to put deodorant on for? Your pillows don't care. Yourself. If, if you're going to shower again in the morning, I could see that logic. Like, you're going to put on deodorant after you shower in the morning, so what's the point of putting it on at night? Yeah, that might just be deodorant inefficient. Yeah, you're wasting precious deodorant. (laughs) It's a finite resource. Helium, platinum, deodorant. Precious element. In the year year 2200, everyone's going to smell awful because all the deodorant will have run out. Um, I'm not going to lie. When you asked, we always have a very important question to ask on this podcast. You know what question I was thinking of, right? You won. That's nope. why I had that. That's why I had that pause. And I'm like, didn't yes? even didn't even cross my mind. I was just, <laughs> I, was I was like, wow, Joey's Joey's really determined to just start this podcast off on uh, <laughs> the wrong foot, <laughs> the most degenerate possible way. You're right. I did set you up for a failure there. I was just hoping to pitch to you and see what the fuck you were gonna say. But there probably is the right answer to that. Um. I, I could have uh, any question could be the right question. Like we'll, what's we'll your... get to that question a little bit later. Once once Devin's warmed up to the podcast. Uh, speaking of, this is Devin, by the way. He's my uh, dungeon master. For uh, for those of you guys who are wondering who the hell is on screen with Joey and Cap, Devin is uh, the dungeon master to uh, the D and D games that I play with a bunch of other Dota talent at the Legendary Tales twitch.tv slash the Legendary Tales. My group is consistent of me, Shiver, Lyrical, and Lumi. 
And then the other group is Jenkins, Moxie, Purge, and Gareth. Pick a favorite. Pick a favorite. Pick a favorite. It's definitely not Cap, right? It's probably Moxie. It's either Moxie or, or, or Lyrical. It has to be. It, I'm, I'm Actually, s- you want you want to know who my favorite person to play with is? Yes. Slacks. Absolutely, hundred percent slacks. Like, <laughs> there's no, there's no character. There's like, literally, no one has ever. I threw him a character, and he just went, he went, and got a headspace immediately. Like, oh, it was brutal. We did so. knock him down a few pegs. Like, I'm, he's gonna hear that, and he's gonna stroke off his ego. He's gonna be like, "Yep, everyone thinks I'm the best again." I'm, I got, I need to launch myself on like an anti-slacks campaign to really bring him back down to earth. Everyone has too many nice things to say about him. Oh, no, I never said he was good at the game. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying he plays his character well, and it's enjoyable for everyone. Yeah, Slax is, uh, I, I am convinced, by the way, that, uh, so Slax is full streamer mode right now, right? He he's, is, uh, yeah. He's hitting it every single day. He is coming up with content and things to do around his stream. Uh, I am convinced that the moment that Slack stops playing Dota in his full-time streaming, he will blow the fuck up and, oh. and be one of those truly gigantic streamers. He is, he is going to be massive as soon as he gets away from Dota. I agree He just with that. needs to get the fuck away from Dota. Because him playing Dota is like... It's a fun experience, but not as fun as Slacks is. You know, I was, watch- I was watching so it today. Passive aggressive when he plays Dota, man, he gets so bitter. I was watching him today with Sheep Eater, telling him like how bad he was, and he was just. <laughs> She's like, "You did nothing good this game," and he's like, "What do you mean he's nothing good?" And then she would like play my play is awful. I I think you're super right. I wonder if that would just like be so morally toxic for him to be like well man i could be famous i just have to stop doing the thing that i like to do like i guess if i just played more fall guys and among us then suddenly like ah maybe i play some fortnite um god i sound like a 2019 Mm. version of myself but that's all i mean even even all the other stuff that he does like uh like he wants to play all these like sekiro and dishonor and stuff like that like i think uh like i could easily see him pulling like um Way better numbers than like Sing Sing does, for example, in being a versatile streamer and getting really big. Uh, he's he's like gonna get massive, massive subs, and that that boy is so goddamn talented and entertaining that he's just gonna blow up. It'll be great. You gotta find some so. coattails. That that man's going to the moon. You're gonna okay, but outside of him. outside of the guess, Devin. Who's your favorite out of the the main eight? The out of the core, eight. yes. Okay, out of the two, can I can I separate it by campaigns? If that's yes, easier, but that means it. you have to pick two favorite children. It might be easier to pick one. Yeah, that's more well, of an excuse to. No, it means we can offer him a Sophie's choice later on. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I would say that because um, I have two, I have two series going right now. One is Seeds of Destruction, and another one is called Steel Horizons. They're co- two completely different games with completely different players, with completely different story. Everything is completely different. I wrote both of them, um, but I would honestly say that my current favorite is Gareth for Seeds of Destruction, purely because nothing good ever happens to his character when he is not there. So. The last time, oh, there's a lot that goes into this, but with the storyline of Seeds of Destruction, Jenkins' first character, Elphicus, 
was the literal chaos. It was, it wasn't just his character is chaotic. No, his character was chaos. And Gareth went on, uh, I think he was doing an event with BTS or something, but Elphicus died. Spoiler alert. Elphicus died while Gareth wasn't there. And their characters were life partners. (laughs) (laughs) And it was extremely sad. And then they just had a reunion a couple episodes ago. And it was beautiful. But, and then, uh, and then within two of two episodes, uh, Moxie's character injected him with were tiger blood and made him a were tiger um, without his permission. His inconsensual were tiger creation. <laughs> and then when he created a were tiger, the sun god was like, nope, you are no longer my chosen because you're a lichen now. So therefore you belong to the moon goddess. And it's just. And then Elphicus exploded. He basically ripped open a bag of holding that had uh, 100,000 ball bearings and 3,000 gallons of mayonnaise in it. So, and then the rules of bag of holding is if when you break it open, what that does is it launches all of the contents out at once. And if you think about that volumetrically, 100,000 ball bearings and 3,000 gallons of mayonnaise creates a claymore mine, essentially. And it nearly killed both of them. So nothing good ever happens to Gareth's character. And I respect him for still wanting to play that character. <laughs> Genuinely. Because nothing good ever happens. Yeah, he was not. Against his consent, he was made into a furry. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is he's the only furry in that campaign. <laughs> True. Meanwhile, ours is entirely being a furry somehow. I think Cap has just has some repressed furry stuff, but that's a whole different conversation, probably for a therapy session. I mean, the best part. Not- I started off as a regular human, and uh, and I constantly made fun of everybody else in the party for being animals, essentially. Uh, but it turned out secretly I was an animal as well. It's like yeah, some kind got- of repressed furryism. You're like you're yes. like you're the you're the the equivalent of the prey the gay away person, Cap, and that can't yeah. be. Yeah, I, I really was. I, that was exactly how I was playing. I was I was I was playing. I was making fun of of all of their animal senses because I was just ashamed of the animal inside, Joey. And then he and then he died, and they revealed that he was in fact a chameleon. <laughs> Uh, quite literal a chameleon in case yeah, anybody's yeah. wondering Not- he's a chameleon named sleese yeah and the, 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 they're fighting this red dragon he turned around and went oh hello whoo but breathed on him and it, like i fully killed him it was it was beautiful i mean so you y'all are doing both of these shows every week what, what's what's the cadence uh, that 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 i am doing i'm running both of them oh and then my thing for the other campaign my favorite is by far and above. I want. I would love to say <laughs> Cap on this one, but it has to go. To, it has to go to Lyrical because Fair. Lyrical's character is so yes. good, <laughs> so fucking good. Lyrical plays a uh, a bugbear who is a, a monk of the the way of death, right? Yep, he's a way of the long death monk. And uh, he so he just plays a, a kind of a big dumb hairball, but uh, he he plays it so well. Lyrical does a so great good. job playing so playing good. the clown, you know, uh, playing the 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 stupid oaf. 
but then he's also obsessed with death. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. And they're carrying around the equivalent of uranium-238, you know, the thing that makes atom bombs work. They're carrying that around with them. And he's like, so what are we going to do about this? He's like pulling it out in public. Like, what are you doing? It's it's incredible. It's actually incredible. But you went, you said about Cadence. Well, uh, we're trying to play twice a week. Um, that being said, Dota casters are not consistent. So um, <laughs> we, we, try, we try to play twice a week is the, is the key word to that. And w- um, when you're playing, how long is a session going for? Four hours. Holy fuck. <laughs> it's a commitment. So, in theory, if you're doing two games, two sessions a week, four hours each, that's... Um, okay, hold on. Let me do some math here. So, so four plus four is, is eight for one session, and then four plus four again is eight also. 16 hours. I think, basically I think you've got, a we're full... playing... Each session is once a week. He meant that to, to, with both yeah, of each, them. Each session is, each session Sorry, is once so a week. So it's just eight hours. So four plus four was eight. Okay, eight. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, nah, that's, that, that, that feels like a lot of time. <laughs> you say that, but then you look at a lot of these Dota streamers. So a lot of the Dota streamers stream for eight hours a day. And they're just playing Dota, where it's something for me. It's like my four hours, I feel like, is completely different content because I'm telling a story along with my players and also every every week it's about 16 hours of prep time per session so i have you 32 are. i work i work like 40 hours a week just for doing two sessions a week that is and you uh you make all, the reason it takes so long part of the reason why right is it's all homebrewed right everything you, is uh, homebrewed yep i wrote uh i took over three weeks after Cap said, "Hey, let's start a campaign." I took three hundred hours over. Th- it was it was a little under three. It was two hundred twenty hours the first three weeks to completely write a fifty-two session campaign all the way through. I spent thirty hours making a map. Um, I spent about twelve hours on each of the factions and the sub factions within my world, and I wrote it all from scratch the day after he um, said, "Hey, let's do a campaign." How- and uh, our campaign is steampunk, while steampunk. The, uh, the other campaign is is uh, just traditional fantasy. Yep. And how many campaigns have you created from scratch prior to these two? Like, I'm I'm assuming this is the first rodeo. <laughs> let me give you let me give you a little bit of history about me. I started DMing in 2000. The year 2000 was my first ever dungeon mastering. I did it for my dungeon master, for my older brother, his best friend, Dylan. And then who's the, uh, I don't remember the last guy's name, but there was just the three of them. And I created the Knights of Noved, which is my, that I literally took two hours describing a room. And they said that was too much. So from then on, <laughs> I started, I started refining my craft. And over that, um, I have a three inch by a three, inch ring binder that has about nine year long one of them is 240 sessions campaign just for D. i have six year long star wars campaigns i have five year long savage world campaigns and five worlds that i created i have 1200 one shots for dungeons and dragons that we could sit down and play right now if we wanted to um i've created over 3000 characters I have 
like actual fleshed out characters. I think I have 3000 character sheets written. Um, yeah, over 20 years in November, it will be my 20th year dungeon mastering. I don't, this is an audio medium. Some people do watch on YouTube, but my mouth is literally agape listening to all of that. I consider myself a creative person to be selfish talking about me, but the, the amount of just brain power that you're talking about completely fucking blows my mind to, to, to think through, to write down, to log, to catalog, to create like that is, I, I, I can't think of anything that I've put that much time into. That's, that's wild to hear. What, I mean, that has to put you like in, in the 99th percentile of, of DMs, I'd assume. Like, a, a lot of people say that I am one of the best, and it's hard to gauge that because it's like the people that have experienced playing with me is very small, but I have yet to hear anything bad about it. And people on my stream always say, hey, this is awesome. I mean, I go into cap stream and I say, hey, and then everyone that watches my stream goes, oh, he's here. And like, it's super fun. Then they go into Purge's stream because Purge stream be streams before we play. And they ask me about D&D &D and stuff while I'm doing that. And I'm just pre prepping. And then before we stream, I go into Purge's stream. And it's like, oh, every two seconds, someone's doing his little D&D &D command or whatever. And I've been told that I'm am amazing at it. And I would like to say that. I would love to say that, but it's hard to met that's I can't be a pro Dota player. There's no 10,000 MMR for for dungeon masters. <laughs> there isn't like you get what I mean. There's no like convention where all the dungeon matches get to and then they rank their their DMing compared to each <laughs> other. There's no DM World Cup or uh... <laughs> uh if only that was true. I mean, it is a dream of mine to eventually either run a session or play with Matt Mercer. Like that would be like I could die. <laughs> I could die and be fine with everything that I've ever done in my life if I could play with any of the Critical Role people. Um, and that's that's like it for me. Or another one would be running a session for the Yogg's cast. That would be that would be a dream of just because I'm a huge fan of Pierre and Flax and Lewis and all those people. So, and I know I just actually followed period flax on twitter and immediately followed me back so i was like whoa what <laughs> it's weird and i said hey when are you gonna come play D, D with us and he said it depends on our time zones and stuff so yeah yeah i think uh i know flax is i'm pretty sure flax has played some some D, D in the past so i'm i have no doubt that he would uh probably be interested so that might actually be uh something that could happen but yeah devin's devin's the real deal I think uh, second to none when it comes to like world building and stuff. Just the amount of time and effort he puts into like creating a, an entire immersive world that you could just oh, uh, especially feel very alive in. We had that whole session where I only described the, the Scarlet Sands. That was literally three hours of me explaining to you the political structure within the Scarlet Sands and the Denez. And our, yeah, our campaign is very oriented towards the the lore and uh, a, a little bit more like playing the political games and stuff. So we have a little less, um, lot, well, a lot less uh, combat, but like a lot more world building and stuff. And, uh, it's pretty cool. The, I feel like the the last episode or two has been uh, pretty fun. So, how many sessions yeah. are you all on now with your campaign? Ours is going to be nine. And then Seeds of Destruction is on 39. 39. Ooh. 
how, how did you two get hooked up to, to start this campaign? So Siege of Destruction started first, and then this is like the second Dota campaign you launched into? So the history is during Midas Mode last year, I ran a live session with Purge, Malastrix, Gareth, Moxie, and Slacks. And that was actually triggered because six months before that, they had come to the land center I was working in. I said, next time you guys come, we should play D&D. I said that. And Gareth came to me like the third day in and said, okay, so we want you to run D&D, but we want to run it on the Midas mode stream as extra content. And I said, what? I was very confused. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what do you mean? What does that mean? Because I've been watching it and it's like 10,000, 12,000 people. I'm like, what? What? So I got all my stuff together and we played um, and it was awesome. And then Purge, Moxie, Gareth and Jenkins or Jenkins showed up later, but they came to me and said, hey, we should do this as a thing. And that was December of last year. I said, cool, we could do that. And then you could see it. The first the first four episodes are me trying to figure out how to do the how to do the the stuff together. Seeds instruction was pulled together because no one had anything to do from like December to January and then a little bit past that. And then COVID hit and then everything had you know, you know, you know what happened in twenty twenty. Explain so, to me this COVID thing real quick. So that's <laughs> a virus? <laughs> Oh, sorry, go on. Um, but that's how the, the channel started all together. And then I hit I hit affiliate in six streams, and then I was able to apply for partner three months in. I got declined partner because I don't stream three days a week, which is why and what generated the the Steel Horizons being made is because I needed more content to stream three times a week so that I could get partnership and then expand everything out from there. Um and then um uh, we play happened, <laughs> um, which sort of slowed it down a bit, but we're back into it now. Um, but uh, Cap played as an as a, a guest star for five or six sessions for Seeds of Destruction. Yeah, something about that. And it was I... the best, the best session of D and have ever played. Was the final episode of Alex Alexander Stone Tooth. Yeah, I played a uh, Goliath Paladin. It was uh, so I uh, like I had always watched D and D streams. Um, you know, like combination of like oh, interest in voice acting, and then like also D and D has always kind of seemed fun. So I had watched a lot of D and D streams, but uh, I had never actually played. And so uh, I knew they they played, and uh, somebody had said, you know, we should we should have you on as a guest at some point in time. And, uh, and then finally I, I took that up and, uh, I hit up Devin and, uh, he brought me on as, uh, as a guest and I had a, I had a ton of fun and, uh, yeah. And then Devin and I, uh, were able to get a second campaign going. So now I'm able to play every week. That's what I like. I was a second party observer to caps like Renaissance DMD. He's like, Oh, this is fun. And then he's like, I need to play all the time. <laughs> and like it, it makes me more interested in uh the, not only the show but like like the art and the game. My experience with D and D is like hyper limited. I I played uh a very short campaign that got cut off after like four sessions, and I feel like I struggled with it. And I don't know if it was like 
me not being into it or the people I was playing with or what, what the thing is. Um, I, I feel like my goal for uh, next year is to like just do or sometime soon uh, is to like do a one shot and try and like revisit it in general. Oh, shit. We, uh, oh, I should have gotten you on a one of, shot. Mm, speaking, of, speaking of which, I mean, if you'll have him, Cap, we have, oh, yeah. a, spot, we have a spot open this week. If you would oh, like this, to come, this if, week. You, if you would like to come guest star, because we can't play tomorrow. Oh, because... did was Jenkins not able to play? I thought you were getting uh, Jenkins. No, he's not. He's, he goes to bed at like six a.m. Dude, he's not gonna be able to get yeah, up yeah, at yeah. nine a.m. to play with us. <laughs> that, that's true. That is actually true. That man is like truly a degenerate. Okay, I, I like I I get up like we've been dual queuing. Me and Jenkins, we've been playing uh, some Dota together, and I I am up like for hours before he is finally up and i'm on the west coast and he's on the east coast man it is insane he's got the most degenerate gamer schedule but uh yeah absolutely joey if uh if you're interested uh, i would i would probably we, we have, have a spot open i would probably have to do a weekend oh, okay my, my weekdays are, are pretty nutty uh but but mm-hmm. yes it, it is something that i would almost certainly like to do in, in the future just because i feel like knowing everything else that i'm interested in and that my friends like that it feels like a natural fit or something I would enjoy. I just can't really wrap my hands around why I didn't quite enjoy my first experience with it. So I feel like I need to I need to give it more opportunities to, to figure out. I think it's out. super important to have like one a DM who's like pretty open and like lets you play how you want to play. And then I think it's super important to have a group that is fun to play with. Like I love the group that I'm playing with because I've got Shiver, who I feel like is is pretty tryhard and interested, and I like I I love playing with lyrical because like I'm able to bounce off of him on the improv stuff a lot, and I think that's super fun. And then Luby is like super nerdy uh, about it, which is always fun to have somebody who's like kind of tryhard in that regard as well. So I think uh, I think we I think the group that you're playing with is really important. So maybe you were just playing with a shitty group. Joey, maybe you have shitty friends. That's probably that's probably <laughs> it. My roommate, who I did play with, can probably hear me. I can feel and see him shaking his fist from across the room, but he can. Yeah, Nick. He can just Nick, right? Nick, it is definitely Nick. Okay, okay. Phew. Well, <laughs> I wanted to make sure I got his name right. Yeah, Nick. There's a lot to be said about bad DMs. There's like literally the the one thing that made me become a DM and never play again because I've played, I've played twice in like, fifteen years. <laughs> Like actually played, played, like not been the DM for like the twice in 15 years that I can think of. Um, I had, so my best friend Greg and I were playing with this guy and there were like six other people. So it's like eight people playing and we were playing Pathfinder, which is the worst system ever. And everyone else was super, everyone else was super tryharding. I'm a half the devil half angel half ethereal it's like okay whatever that means i just wanted to be a gargoyle because they were basically immune to all diseases poisons and stuff like that and the first thing that happens to me i open a coffin and i get a disease i said but look at my character it literally says i'm immune to disease he says well you're not immune to disease because he didn't like the fact that i wasn't tryharding and i said cool now i know what not to do and it's whatever you're doing right now so, do, do and you, that's why. It, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, you. Fuck. Jesus. Do you find yourself like, I, maybe this is is a misnomer, but I, f- I feel like DMs are like, you know, a, a leadership role. Do you, do you find yourself like generally taking charge in, in other aspects of everything else you're doing? Or is it just like the DM role where you're like the person who is, is playing points? That's actually funny that you say that because um, I play a lot of World of Warcraft, like a lot. <laughs> I counted counted up my account hours. I have twenty eight thousand hours in World of Warcraft. That's okay. So if I do the math on that, twenty eight thousand divided. Okay, so, um, I'll, I'll get oh, back. That's you know. a lot. <laughs> math. Damn, I'm at twenty one thousand Dota hours. But um, my whole life, I've always raid lead, raid leaded. I've always led raids, and I. It's not something that I've asked for. It's just something that happens. And we're talking about the upcoming release of Shadowlands. And I was talking to my people that I play with. And we're like, what are you going to play? What are you going to do or whatever? And we got a bunch of new people in. And they were like, it makes sense that you're a raid leader. If you told me to go stand in that fire, I'd go stand in that fire. So it's it's just something that that, that I guess I just fell into. It's not something I want. I like I don't like raid leading, but it's something that I'm good at and other people respect that, I guess. So, and it's not that I have to be in control. I've never felt that because for me, DMing. So the point of games is to have fun. We can all agree that, that if you're not having fun playing a game, you should either rethink about what you're doing or stop playing Dota. Fuck. I should probably stop playing Dota (laughs) because we all know what I'm referring to. Everyone gets mad at Dota. You should walk away sometimes, right? So if you're not having fun playing a game, you should either rethink the way that you're playing it or rethink what makes you happy, right? <clears throat> For me, if, I'm, if someone's making a character, I say, hey, you play what you want to play. Don't listen to what other people are doing. If there's no healers, I'll make up for that. If there's no other stuff, I'll make up for it. You just play what you want to play because if the point of the game is to have fun and D&D is the one game I can't lose because I'm the one who gets to determine how people are having fun. And if everyone's having fun, I'm winning. Even if all my characters are getting slaughtered and I'm rolling terribly and everything awful is happening to me, I'm still winning because I, because all my players are happy and they're all having fun. That's exactly the point for me personally. It's not that I want to be in charge. It's not that I have a control thing. I want everyone to have fun because if you're not having fun playing the game, why are you playing the game? That's just it. That's my philosophy overall. It's a good philosophy. Joey, what did you play, by the way? I'm sorry, I, I can't get this out of my head. I'm trying to imagine, like, what do you want to play as a, as oh, a person? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, so we, can, we no, can do it. I have no answer to that question. You do have an answer to that question, whether you think you do or not. If I'm you sh- had to choose, if you had to choose a character that you enjoy in any medium and format, Anything, a hero type character, hell, even a villain type character doesn't matter. If you had to choose one character that you would enjoy being around or being a part of their life, who would it be? Oh, man, the amount of dead air I'm going to have to cut out right now as I bumble and think and try and make words happen. Like, like there's always every single video game has like, oh, there's the the wizard dude, and then there's it's always a female. There's always the female elven archer. There's always the the big human barbarian. You know, like which one of those are you choosing, Joey? Yoshi. 
<laughs> Is that your real answer? Um, I mean, if you subscribe to the philosophy of gut answers, that's the first thing I thought of. Um, if that's the right answer, the answer is probably not, and I can think on it more. But that was my no, first that probably reaction. says something about you. <laughs> it, it, no, but the thing is, is that mechanically, that's odd. That's an option because you could do that in a lot of ways. You could be a shape shifting druid, so that you're always in the form of Yoshi. You could actually be a dinosaur. Um, Shiver just got the ability to turn into dinosaurs because she finally saw a dinosaur. So. Um, you could do a uh, Yoshi can summon eggs, right? So technically speaking, if you wanted to, you could be a ranged hero that just throws rocks at people. You could do a uh, Yoshi's a super tank because you could bounce off of him and actually generate stuff. So you could be a barbarian in that way. There's many roles that Yoshi has done. I mean, I mean, Yoshi has his own series of games, right? So if you were to go through and look at all that, all that could be implemented in however, whatever way that you want to implement the fact that you could still be Yoshi, but in your own way. I am. Yeah, I feel like the Yoshi is the is an adorable, humorous side character. Bard. It's it, it, it says. Yeah, I was thinking Bard. You know, it says something a lot about Joey that 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 is the, the gut that he got. You know, that's what he gravitated towards. But instead of singing or anything else, so here's another thing is bards don't always have to sing. Who is one of the best bards in the world that doesn't sing? I'll give you I'll give you a second to answer, and I'll tell you why you're wrong in a second. Who's one of the best bards in, in our life? I could see I could see like a comedian of some sort or something like that. Well, I'm I mean, I'm struggling to, to come with any answer because David, my definition David of bard. Blaine. David Blaine oh. is one of the best bards in all of our modern day history. Do bards normally what? fly with balloons? Well, that's the thing. He's a performer. Bards are just performing artists. So they could be card magicians. They could be singers. They could be poets. They could be uh, instrumental. They could be um, word of mouth. You could do slam poetry. Like, there's so many ways that you could manifest your bardic powers. And I would argue that David Blaine is one of the best performers in all of history. So therefore he'd be like an amazing bard. He'd be an illusion bard, but he would still be a bard. Dude, now I want to play a bard that does shitty slam poetry. <laughs> well, he what just my... dresses in all black. <laughs> one of my favorite oh. spells is vicious mockery. It's literally a cantrip that if you talk about someone, it physically hurts them. Yeah, that's where you make a, like dad jokes, right? Or you make like really, really uh, spiteful insults. No, my favorite thing is I played a bard that couldn't speak the common language, but then every insult he yelled at people hurt them, but they didn't know what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, why am I being hurt by this? I don't understand. So good. So what do you think it, that says about you, Joey? Yoshi. I I shouldn't have gone down this path. Um, okay. Yes. So, I'm sorry. I'm breaking my own rule. Yes. And um, I like the color green. Um, <laughs> That's I, it. That's all. Of it. He just was like, I want a green character. That's all. We're, we're trying to figure out mechanically, psychologically, why Yoshi? And I, Joey's like, I like green. I like green. I, I, I think it's important to make funny noises. Um, I, 
I I want to be supportive. <laughs> yeah, okay, we can go with that. I want to be supportive, but yet have a bunch of people who think that I'm actually more important, even though like I'm not necessarily front and center. Oh, you know? so you're Yoshi and Yoshi's story. That's what you're saying? You're like, yeah, I'm the side character, but I'm also the main character in my own way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's really, it's really about me. Like, I'm so fucking adorable that people actually appreciate me more than the other people. Like, I'm everybody's first pick in Mario Party, even though they can't, you know. Everyone's always fighting over me when they, when they want to play Mario Kart because I have good stats. I'm just well-rounded. But, um... I don't know where else I can take this analogy. I really like green. Um, good, good footwear is important. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge anything fan of about, eggs. Nothing about tongue length at all there. Like, just gonna fly right over that I last length of it. I have gotten feedback that my tongue is rather wide, um, which which is a thing that people have told me before. Because I th- think it's important Do you have a gag to. St- I think that sticking my tongue out in photos is funny, is where those comments come from. I don't know what you were thinking about. Um, I mean, sure, if that's the story you tell, that's fine. <laughs> I'm all about. <laughs> Am I wrong, Devin? This sounds like he he would be uh, a, a bard type, right? Like he oh, would yeah, be a face of a party, 100, right? Hundred percent. Joey would, would like... want to be the most charismatic person there is. Oh yeah, he's um. I mean, that's how I spec my, my Fallout character, but that's just because it helps with, um, you know, the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of people is just like, a lot of people gravitate court, towards charisma for like various reasons, but gamers, because it's like, I don't want to miss that dialogue option, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't want to... content, bro. That's that's literally most of the only reason that I play that kind of character in Fallout or Skyrim or whatever. Just because those cheeky dialogues that they have are so good. Oh yeah. man! So maybe, yeah, maybe a character that's really like super self-centered. I feel like I can, I can, I can lean into that really hard. Bard, still um, bard. Fuck. You still have you have not strayed from the path yet. All right. So what what is going to be your performance of choice, Joey? Yeah. How did you going to you... tell jokes? You going to sing? You going to dance? I can't. I can't do any of those well. They're all varying oh, degrees no. of D tier. Like, <laughs> but that's the, but that's the point though is that you are not you in Dungeons and Dragons. You're playing someone else. I know, but I have to be creative enough to play that person well. So I feel like I would need to find myself in a role that I, Joey, could perform in well. Because if I'm not giving a good character performance, then I'm not happy internally outside of the game. That makes Joey. That, see, this is why Joey's made for TV. He's got the. He <laughs> wants like it's the whole acting thing mixed with crippling self doubt. You know, it's just he's destined to be a star. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really comfortable behind the camera. This show, notwithstanding. Ah. <laughs> uh. Maybe someone with just complete verbal diarrhea. I feel like that's a character trait I can embody and actually perform well. You know? Um, you tell me that's still barred that. now. <laughs> yeah. You still say, haven't strayed from the path yet. I'll say thank but, you. Well, 
there's a lot of ways that you could manifest that. You could do a uh, an inquisitor, a mastermind rogue would be good at that. A sorcerer would be good at that. I'm never gonna say that warlock is a good class because it's not. So no one should ever play a warlock because they're terrible. But they are charisma based casters, unfortunately. So what about someone who's just really good at like <clears throat> cement work and rebar construction? <laughs> Like like someone who is just very knowledgeable about home improvement and always so, wants to point out how those laminate floors were a really shitty choice for the bar because obviously... So, the best part is you still haven't strayed from Bard. Damn it! Because <laughs> bards, bards get so many abilities that make them good at skills. They literally get a skill a, a feat called Jack of All Trades that literally gives them bonuses to all skills they don't have proficiency in. So it's like all you've done is specialize yourself into history via the specialization of architecture. And you're still a bard because now you're an architect. Just a blue collar bard. That's what you want to be. No, actually, he would be College of Swords because College of Swords are actual fighters. So you're a strength based bard. You may have decent charisma, but you have high strength. Literally, a bard could be everything that you've described so far. You That's muted? your destiny, you... Joey. Whenever, whenever you want to stand in for, uh, for be a guest on a campaign or uh, join us on one of the one shots, we got a character all in line for you, ready to go. I ready want to Moxie play. to continue to like have a positive opinion of me, though. So I'm sure as soon as I start pulling a character around her, she'll just be like, "Wow, he really is shitty." So. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, didn't what? What? Uh, by the way, didn't you say were you? Uh, you said you were house sitting for your parents again, Joey. I was. Dude, oh man. Okay, so the last time you were house sitting, they went off on that vacation trip, right? And it and it was went terribly. Did they go on another vacation to make up for the last one? They did. They went out to the beach this time. They took the motor home. It was nice. I'm revealing that my family is affluent enough to own a motorhome, which I realize is very privileged. Let me check that real quick. We um, are middle class and white. Um, they went out to the beach, and I went to go watch the dogs. And I, you'll you'll have you'll have to forgive me for going off on a tangent. I had such a shit Friday. <laughs> it's just shit Friday, oh, no. I, I had a plan. I had a plan. I, you, you, were, you were streaming with Jenkins. I texted you before I left the house. I'm like, hey, dude, I'll come over. Let's have dinner and maybe record a podcast. I'll pick up the stuff that I gave you to go to Kiev. It'll be great. We'll eat some gam to bop. Love myself some rice balls. Shout out to Glendale, California. Um, God, I hate myself. Um, and, and part of that trip was I was adventuring to Ikea for the first time oh. In the entire D of 2020, because I have a large table that I have to return before the return policy goes up because I would like the money back because I no longer use it. And it's like $300 and Ikea 365 day return policy, whatever reason you want, bring the receipt. I'm taking advantage of that. That table fucking sucks. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to miss this return window. But the problem with this table is that I drive a sedan and it does not fit in my car. So I had to borrow a car from my roommate. Thank you again, Nick. Really plugging him in the show. Um, Matt at D&D, great at owning a Honda Hatchback Civic. <laughs> Thanks. 
Um, anywho, getting off topic, I, 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 borrow, I borrow my roommate's car. I load it up. I drive out to Ikea. It's about four o'clock in Los Angeles, and even in COVID times, that means that, you know, there's still some traffic. It takes me a while to get from where I am in Santa Monica out to Burbank. I went to the Ikea that is statistically a little farther away from me just so I can have dinner with Cap and pick up the stuff. I had my whole Friday mapped out before I had to go to my parents' house. It was going to be great. I get to Ikea. It's like five o'clock now. It took me about an hour to get there. Whatever. Just LA things. And uh, Ikea is perma-fucked because in COVID, they're only letting so many people in. And luckily, I'm not going shopping. I think anyone who is going to shop inside of an Ikea in the middle of a global pandemic inside of a busy city, let alone anywhere in America, is probably an idiot right now. Um, don't do that. It's, it's, not, it's not safe. But I was going to risk my own safety for this $300 to return this table, right? Which... They have almost no parking because their entire parking lot is a line to get into the store because of the amount of people they let in, the size of the store, and this whole six feet apart social distance. I roll up. I find a cart. I park in reverse order. I park before I found a cart. Nothing that's important. You know what I'm saying. I, I unload everything by myself onto the cart. I, find, I get up to the elevator to go to the returns, and it is now about 5.05. And I get out the elevator and I'm greeted, greeted by this lady at the start of the line that says, oh, return stop at five. Oh, no. And I look at her and in this moment, a little, a little, part, of, a little part of me died. I think it is of the utmost importance to be nothing but nice to anyone who works in the retail or customer service industry. Their life, more often than not, is shit because they have to deal with real fuckwads. So if you just be a little bit of, you know, nice, it, I, I feel like it goes a long way, right? And I had to repress every visceral human emotion in my body to not turn into a fire engine tomato of rage at this situation of what's going on right now. So I look at her, and I'm, I'm like, going to start crying. I'm, 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 like, welling up. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> That's all I said. I said, oh, no, please. <laughs> She's like, I'm like, the store closes at nine. You stop returns at five. I, I, I didn't know that. I came so far. I borrowed a car. I need all I want to do is return this table. I take the receipt out of my back pocket. And I show it. I'm like, I have I have the receipt. There's still people waiting in line to read because they're not normally they let everyone in at the same time to return and like there's a waiting area to return in an Ikea. Everyone waiting to return has to wait outside in a queue and only one to two people go inside the store to return at a time, which is the rule they're following, right? And there's still people waiting in line. There's about five to six people left. And she said, well, it wouldn't be fair to these people who were on time to if I let you return the item. What? And then the person standing right behind her about to return the item says, I wouldn't mind at all. He, he came a long way. Like, you can probably, what's one more going to hurt? <laughs> and I look at that man and I'm like, I, fuck, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, let me buy you dinner. Are you single? What is your phone number? And then she just looks back at him, acknowledges with her eyeballs what was said, and just ignores any of the audio. And then proceeds to be like, I'm, 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 there's nothing I can do. And I just look at her and I look at the other associate and I go, please, 
just just please i beg you i will be very quick there's only so many people in line there's nothing there is no logical reason why you have to enforce this rule right now aside for the sake of enforcing this rule it's not six o'clock it is 505 there aren't many people in line you're up by five minutes <laughs> yes i am off i'm okay i'm exaggerating i'm sorry i don't want to lie to any of you it was sure, five sure, sure. it was 507 <laughs> <laughs> And that's just the, I know that she knows that there is no reason why I cannot get in that line aside from this arbitrary rule and she's like I'm sorry like you can't you're gonna have to come back tomorrow and then I just say okay thank you ma'am <laughs> have a nice night and I oh turn, you're too nice and I turn around <laughs> and get back in the elevator and go downstairs with another associate who now witnessed this whole exchange. And um, she, she just said, Dude, my coworker's a cock. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so I go put everything back in the car. I load the car back up. I tell my roommate, hey, I'm going to just leave the desk in the car. I'm going to have to go back to Ikea another day. I wanted to go today. That didn't happen. <sighs> Maybe I'll go tomorrow morning. Um, and then I'm like, oh, fuck. I told Cap I was going to see him. Luckily, still streaming. Didn't even acknowledge the first message yet. I'm like, this is safe. <laughs> I, he's, he doesn't know what's going on. I'm just going to go home. I go, I, go to, uh, I go to Foster's in Burbank to, to chill my emotions with a chocolate-dipped ice cream cone, and, um, mm. which was great. Also, I need to stop eating to suppress my emotions. That's the thing that I should talk to my therapist about. Um, and then I proceeded to start pulling away from Burbank to drive back to my home. And fucking as soon as I start driving away is when you respond to me and like, oh yeah, sure. When do you want to come? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like in my head, I, I'm thinking I can turn around right now and we can still do this. Or I can just go to my parents' house and do nothing for the rest of the weekend and wallow in my sadness and hatred for, I think everything's Swedish at this point. I think if I see a Swedish flag, I'll think about <laughs> Ikea and just be triggered uh, still. I think there's, there's some lingering PTSD. So, um, yeah, I, I spent the weekend at my parents. Everything was fine. I played literally all three Mario games from the Super Mario 3D collection. I played all of I 64. Saw that. <laughs> I played all of 64, all of Sunshine, and all of Galaxy in the span of like 72 hours. Um, and you know what? It was great. I regret nothing. Sunshine is the best 3D Mario game. Fight me. Oh, I thought I thought that story was about to get worse when you were like, I, and I was pulling away. I was like, oh no, he got into an accident or something. Yeah, I, I, I wholly expected that to go in a whole different direction, but it turned out to be much more uh, fine. I yeah. I cannot believe you just ex you just you wish that lady a good night. And said, "Okay, I I would have lost my shit. I de I definitely I would I would not have gone like all male Karen, but I definitely would have been like, okay, well, can I ask? Can I see a manager? <laughs> and then I would have waited until I saw a manager. Hundred percent. I would have been like, all right, this rule's dumb. The thing is, is that telling her I did like a good day go fuck yourself, basically. 
Um, mm. like, like the tone was there. I think that she's so fucking daft that she probably actually didn't realize my voice inflection <laughs> meant that I wanted her to, um, not die. That's extreme, but maybe get syphilis. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. She probably walked away thinking that you really did want her to have a good day and she did have a good day because you yeah. wish that Joey. <laughs> <laughs> My question would be is like it sounds like an older lady. I don't know. Nope. It had to be uh late twenties, early thirties. This was a certified millennial. So for me that's that sounds like it because I worked at Best Buy for a long time. Unfortunate. But um <clears throat> the discount was good. But from my <laughs> experience it just sounds like someone whose shift is entirely dependent on that exact moment. And you extending her shift anymore yeah see now if you'd asked for a manager she would have had to stick around even longer into her shift thereby punishing her for attempt at a workaround (laughs) i i do have to agree with cap that you should have stayed and been like well uh, oh yeah it's uh oh it's 507 we're not that far off right let me speak to a manager that's yeah i don't have that 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 um karen energy i i i really struggle to I, I have to maintain this aura of consummate niceness uh, or else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, it's a millennial thing. We, ha- we all have to like bend over backwards to like the, uh, the servers and stuff and like thank them profusely for everything they do. I totally understand that. But in that situation, 100% nice as you could be, but 100% asking to see a manager. Yeah, I may be a millennial, but I am not one of those people. Never, <laughs> not, not in a million years. Um, <laughs> I might write a strongly worded email to their corporate account. Maybe I'll send a tweet. <laughs> that's I mean, just, him, that, that, now oh, he's fighting with fire. That's, oh, wow, a tweet. That's, what a millennial thing to do. That's, <laughs> that's my D&D character. I'm someone who always fights his battles by complaining to uh, management over corporate email accounts. <laughs> is, there a, is there a way I can solve this with your overlord? Pardon me. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I was treated pretty poorly by my uh, role, and I didn't quite appreciate the fact that I felt pressured into leaving a tip. Um, so... <laughs> I get compensated at all for that. That'd be great. All right. This has turned out to be a great Dota podcast. D&D and uh, Ikea. Standard for the side pull podcast. Um, I've yeah. been playing Dota just to make this very briefly about Dota. I've been playing Dota with Jenkins. I've been duo queuing and uh, he's he's practicing playing carry. He's an offlaner. I'm also an offlaner. I'm practicing playing five position. So we're uh, we're trying to lane together and and uh win some mmr and that that is not going well so <laughs> if you would like to watch that jenkins and i are streaming it pretty much constantly so fun times i should i i tune in and then i i, I heard jenkins say something just asinine and i'm like well that's funny <laughs> and then i muted the tab and i'm like i wonder if Cal be ready to record the podcast soon
<laughs> and that was my experience of the stream tonight. So I I, I, I like the unbrandedness of you two just being a little bit zany together. I feel like uh I feel like duo lane partner streams are the most fun, especially when you have a rapport where you can kind of jab at each other. I mean, I don't think you could. I, you have to be weird if you're hanging out with Jenkins, because Jenkins is so weird that if you don't, if you don't embrace the weirdness a bit, then <laughs> Dev is just shaking his head. Oh no, <laughs> Jenkins is by far the most disruptive D and D player I've ever seen. Oh yeah, he's incredibly there's, disruptive. There's so his first character. I don't know how much time we have, but the first character is like, imagine everything you do has a chance to literally kill everyone in your party. That's what Jenkins decides to play. Okay. That character dies. His next character is even better because he, so there's this type of barbarian called the path of the spirit guardian. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or no, it's path of the primal spirits. Okay. So normally it's you pick a bear spirit or a wolf spirit or an eagle spirit, right? Jenkins is like, but what if I don't want to do that? I very rarely say no to anything. So what his barbarian ends up being a, a spirit barbarian, an alcohol spirit <laughs> barbarian. <laughs> so his first thing is, it's not Path of the Bear, it's Path of the Whiskey Barrel. And then his second one is normally Path of the Wolf, which is like Wolf Pack. Everyone gets better things for fighting the same person, right? No. It's Path of the Bar Brawl. Oh, and then his great axe is a giant sharpened spoon. Does that make it more invigorating for you as a DM who's like, well, fuck, I have to actually, you know improv even more than i planned for or do you take those moments and you're like i had a plan and you are fucking with it so here's how i deal with that cap so cap knows now i don't think he knows knows but the session before last they took the whole session and that i had i had done this dungeon spent 20 hours building this dungeon you know they took the entire session arguing about how they were not going to the dungeon so <laughs> what i said was sure you want to play that game that's fine with me so i pointed them in a direction with a very aggressive character and then took all of their money away in the process I said you want to play that game i got you i am extremely good at improvisation I got robbed. I got robbed because our team didn't want to go to the, the place. Oh, no. I don't even remember how we decided where we were going. I don't even remember how that decision-making happened beforehand. Was, everyone was like, yeah, let's just go do this, and then we'll go skip over this and then go in that direction. I was like, so you're not going to the dungeon I created. <laughs> I said, sure. And then you're like, I want to look for a temple of coin. I was like, oh, I got you. I And I had already made this character. I just didn't know when I was going to introduce him. So I was like, sure. Because I have this notebook. I have this notebook full of names and jobs. For people now watching the video, this is a 
comically tiny notebook. I was expecting you to pull out something. Like, <laughs> oh no, I have that too. I have one of those too. But this is my like character notebook, and then I have my my place notebook. And I had this character. Actually, what is his name? It's Captain Armstead. Yes. I Captain Armstead. He shows up and then he says, Oi. Ah, Ron Valor, you owe me a lot of money. And then Ron Valor goes, Sure, sure I do, because if I say that Ron Valor owes him a lot of money, that makes it true. I just have to accept it. Yeah, Rom fucked up in the past sometime, apparently cheated this guy out of a lot of money, which is not, you know, terribly wrong for my character. That oh. makes sense. And then and then Davron made fun of his first mate who's a who's a little a little a little crippled gnome named Shanks who has a who has a stutter. He's like, I'm gonna st- st- stab your eyes out. And then and then Davron goes, Oh, t- 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 today, Junior, he said what did you just say? And then Lyrical was like, oh, I'm gonna be quiet now. <laughs> yeah, that was the day. It, Lyrical almost got us all killed. But everyone was mad at me because apparently I did these things in the past. <laughs> everyone oh, no. was mad at me for losing Uzgul. I have a character for each of you. Uh... I am ready. I am ready. I am prepared because whatever you're doing, it's not the first time it's happened. I guarantee you, <laughs> in all the years I've played D&D, someone has done it before you. So I know what I'm doing. <sighs> I'm... That's the reason that's that's the reason Caliber exists, actually. Oh, to steer us in the right direction. We were going the yep. wrong direction. Right. Um, initially, yeah. But Caliber turned out to be a crowd favorite. Caliber yeah, was a uh, steampunk robot. And we well, technically, into... technically, he's a future tech robot, but sure. they didn't. They like he comes from an area that's like cordoned off because of the horrible. It's actually literally called Abhorrent Lessons, and they're like, we want to know what happened there. And then it's like Caliber's from there. Maybe we shouldn't go there because <laughs> Caliber's whole purpose is to like contain giant threats to the world, essentially. And he talks like this, confirmed. And I have a voice changer that goes with it. It's super good. Super good. But like, yeah. And I, <laughs> I, I've, I'm just walking away from this genuinely fascinated by all of the knowledge in your brain. I don't. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's that's my take. I like just just listening to you talk is just infinitely fascinating, and just just even imagining all of uh, the experience and the campaigns and, and, and your own adventures and, and like personal knowledge as a human and skill that you've picked up from, from doing that. It is it, just super interesting to me. Um, God, that's, that's, uh, that's so cool. Um, if, if I wanted to watch either campaign or it's backlogs, how, how do I go about doing that? Uh, Twitch.tv slash the legendary tales, the legendary tales. And then youtube.com slash C slash the legendary tales. Um, those are it. Yeah. You can watch the, uh, the full backlog is on there. And then the, the Q and A's I do, because a lot of people are like, how do you run D and D? How do you start as a DM? I have four, four Q and A sessions that are about two hours each that are really, really good. So. Color me interested. And uh, let me, let me know if I can uh, pencil something in so I can try and, um, 
it not be as bad as Jenkins because as we've established in the IKEA store, I want to be nothing but but nice to to, to service people. Um, but <laughs> see what kind of um, derailing or personal growth I can do trying to get out of my own brain for a second and play a character. Somebody will show up with a quest, and Joey will absolutely accept it. No, I t- won't take any payment. That's my pleasure to help you. <laughs> the rest of the party is like, "Excuse me." <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm a I'm an exceedingly nice millennial who always has to be complimentary and is um a giant Rick and Morty fan and just relates everything to Rick Sanchez. That's that's actually Oh no, Rick. No. <laughs> well, there's anything to learn from episode 7. Well, actually there's a there's a Rick and Morty D&D. They actually have a Rick and Morty like expanded universe like D and D session you can do. That's everything's pre made. I was thinking about running it for the one shot at some point. So oh. now we've got uh, your character of the future, future Joey. That's what we bard. figured out this podcast episode. Bard, he's playing bard, whether he wants to or not. <laughs> playing a bard. I think it's just because I have to fall into that role naturally, and that's just the only yeah. character I know how to be because I I think I just am a character at this point. Um, well, shit. Thanks, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, thanks for doing a podcast late in the Monday. Uh, I have to go edit this. There's going to be someone who's listening to this on a podcast feed in literal hours from now, which which is which is dope. Really, we we, we really we really cut it close. Yeah, it goes out in like hour and twenty minutes, right? Fuck. What time is it? Shit. It's twelve forty. Fuck. My roommate's gonna. Yeah, you gotta go. Pissed. You got other things to do. Oh no! Oh god! I really do. Um, yeah, my my roommate messaged me. It's like, can you be quiet? Because it's like one forty in the morning. So it's good. Right. It's a good time. Well, Here's... thanks for having me. Because oh. I I literally I literally messaged Jenkins on his stream and was like, put me in coach. I'm ready to be a guest star. That he was like, yeah. I said what? What? Uh, okay. Sure. <laughs> it was it was just unexpected. So yeah. Of course. Well, uh, thank thanks everyone for for hanging out with us. And uh, uh, fucking, if you still haven't pressed the follow button on Spotify or Apple, I need you to um, hmm, do that. Do it. Just do ju- it. Yeah. Just do just, it now. Just do that. Or watch us on YouTube. Now I'll have to go and edit the video with uh, the 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 three of us. I have to make a new graphic to fit three people in because. <laughs> I only have a two for it. I'm realizing that now. Production note to myself, okay, everybody. They could, they could just replace me. Put Devin <laughs> in instead. <laughs> Make a little uh, cutout where my mouth opens. I'd be. I'd have a lot of fun with that. Uh, all right, but thank. Thanks for. Uh, I'll see you. I'll see you soon. Appreciate it, Devin. It was. It was a pleasure. Right, it was a pleasure welcome. to meet you. Absolutely. See you in the future. <laughs>